In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. Jack, what a game. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, unfortunately, it was uh, fell apart at the end, but no, we're in it and uh, we just need to do that a little bit more to get us over the line. And we've got Jake. Jake Burns, how are you, mate? Hey, guys, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, just like just like Jack said, we're, we're hanging in there. We're frustrated, but, um, you know, it's... Sun will come up tomorrow. Yeah, Jake, thanks a lot for your time. I know you're out with your family today, so uh, we'll keep this to the point and uh, fly through it. Okay, yeah, no problem. Uh, Jack, your predictions, mate? 17-27. I think I came closest, mate. 2021. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't say you came closest because you had a Browns win. So you all completely ruled out there, mate. <laughs> yeah, but mate, I was like a few points off, mate, so... Uh, yeah, a few points off and the wrong winner. <laughs> close, mate, close. J- Jake, what was your prediction for this, the game? Before? Um, I think I had put on uh, like 27-20. It, it was an – or sorry, a 34-20 um, uh, Saints win. So I was, I was a little overboard on the total points for the Saints, but I didn't think Cleveland was getting out of there with a win. Okay. Well, look – I'm definitely the closest, Jack. Let's just move on about this really quickly. I was five <laughs> points away, you know. And anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about I the passing game. 27, mate. I am claiming this one as a win. Okay. Um, passing game. Let's talk about the passing game. How do you think it all went, guys? So, just a quick breakdown on the numbers. Toro Taylor, 30 attempts, 22 completed, 246 yards, one TD, one interception. Um, in terms of receptions, Callaway, Landry, Higgins, Njoku, Fells, Hyde and Duke. So it was spread around other than obviously the massive bomb to Callaway. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it was pretty obvious they used a very simple game plan. Uh, they functioned everything between the uh, – um, trying to think how to put that. The line of scrimmage in about 10 yards were, were sort of your max distances. They did drive, like you said, the ball downfield to Callaway. I have to watch the tape on that. I'm not entirely sure he wasn't throwing that to Landry uh, running up the hash. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a really simple game plan. They didn't want to turn the ball over. Um, I thought that they tried to get the ball out of his hands quickly at the same time. And uh, outside of the well, what turned into a really heartbreaking interception there, it was a pretty effective game plan, I thought. Yeah, I just – I felt frustration with the game plan because for me, when we'll get onto it more when we talk about running, but our running game was basically two yards every time we ran. And so we'd run on first, get two yards, second and eight, run again and get a third and sixth and then decide we had to throw. And it was very similar uh, for me, the last game we saw where 
The passing game was completely ineffectual up to half-time. Saw a little bit of in the third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, it came alive. And if they can just go more often into two-minute offense, go out there, get him into a bit of a habit, he started doing a bit more, Tyrod. And I don't know whether it's play calling or Tyrod's decision to throw when it's like third and ten and he throws for one yard. I don't know who is to blame. I'm, I'm not able to break down the tape to that level, but... Um, it was frustrating. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought, I, I don't know. I, I mean, in the first half, at least, there, there, there seemed to be a, we're going to run this no matter what, and we don't have a great feel for what's going to be effective run game-wise, but we really just want to shorten the game. We want to keep Drew Brees off the field as much as we can, keep their offense out of rhythm, and they were going to keep grinding that out. I thought the second half they ran the football better because they had kind of worked – um, you know, grind, ground, ground down the Saints front. Saints don't have a great front, so kind of ground them down a little bit. And then in the second half, and I'm going to have to watch the tape too, guys. i got to see what really started working for them. But they found a rhythm, especially that first drive out of halftime, first few drives out of halftime when they uh, punched that ball in with, with, uh, with Carlos Hyde. You saw some things starting to click, and it was, it was starting to feel a bit more effective. Now, you know, with, with the turmoil of Josh Gordon, and everything I've gathered is that their game plan was centered around Josh Gordon. Um, you know, they, they don't have a great feel for the deep throwing game right now. You know, Tyrod seems uh, to, to, be, to be pretty generous at a, at a maximum level, uh, maybe five out of ten on the comfort scale within the offense. So, um, yeah, I, know, I understand everybody's frustrated with throwing it downfield. I am too. Trust me, it doesn't, still doesn't feel like an NFL offense, but it was certainly better than last week. And I thought their game plan, again, I know it's frustrating and they weren't going to go for 400 yards of total offense, but the, the, the game plan of keeping the ball and the clock moving, um, you know, an attempt to, to shorten the number of possessions for New Orleans was pretty effective. I mean, you know, late in the, I don't know, was it the fourth quarter? They, were up, they should have been up 16-3 to three and with, yeah. with about nine minutes left. And that's, I mean, that's exactly where you want to be yet. They missed that field goal. They got a really fluky uh, call, that illegal contact call when it was an out and up against Derrick Kindred that was just terrible. So, you know, that then, you know, then New Orleans scores four plays later and all of a sudden it's a, it's a 12-9 game and it just it felt completely different. So 12-10 game, whatever. It just it, it went off the rails at that point. So, um, you know, I understand why people are frustrated about the offense. I get it, but they, they kind of are what they are right now. They're a collection of new guys um, with a quarterback who's, who's pretty clearly limited in his ability, uh, you know, and, and they're trying to make it work. And I thought for the most part they did make it work. It just – unlucky, man. Your, your kicker leaves eight points on the field, and that's how you lose a game like that. Yeah. Look, we're obviously recording this a couple hours after the uh, match. What were the, your headlines of the uh, O-line, guys? Um, Jack, you want to go ahead? I'll, I'll answer after you. Yeah, I, I thought they were okay. Um, I'd need to see next-gen stats and start looking at how much time he had in the pocket. But just from sort of a first watch, he got a lot more time in the pocket. And I think that's partly down to their D-line, their front four. They're not that good, New Orleans. Um, we saw... Uh, Fitz Magic had about half an hour to make each throw um, <laughs> last week. It was unbelievable rewatching that game. So uh, it, it was a less of a challenge, and they seemed to hold up all right. In terms of the run game, they weren't great, but in terms of a uh, pass game, 
I, I think they did everything you could ask of them. Yeah, good point, Jack. I think that they did they did well uh, holding up situations when they were, were setting to throw. I, I don't know the total number of sacks. I don't feel like it was very high. I do think they got the ball out quicker, which helped throwing-wise. They faced a lot of heavy boxes by that. I mean, a lot of defenders in the um, – you know, within a three, four-yard radius of the line of scrimmage, in between the tackles, they call that the uh, the box there. They, they they faced a lot of seven, eight-man fronts in the box, and that kind of you know kept kept the run game at bay, which was which was tough. You know, they wanted to continue to run, continue to run, and and we were a little frustrated with the offensive line because that's where our blame naturally goes. But we'll have to watch the tape and see how um, you know the run game looked compared to how many guys were in the boxes. If you only have six people blocking, it's tough to block seven or eight guys. You know what I mean? So they, they, it, it was clear New Orleans wasn't very afraid of throwing, you know, Cleveland throwing the ball downfield. So they committed more guys closer to the box to take away what they thought was coming. But like Jack said, I thought they did much better in the past game. New Orleans simply doesn't have the interior defenders that Pittsburgh had. So um, talent-wise, between Okafor and uh, – Marcus Davenport, those are their two primary defensive ends. I thought they neutralized them pretty well. Uh, and I thought Desmond Harrison uh, really neutralized Marcus Davenport. And if you recall, Davenport was the rookie they drafted out of uh, Texas San Antonio. That, I think New Orleans gave up a next year's first-round pick for him. So, um, you know, it was positive. I, was, yeah. I, I felt we didn't give away too many penalties like uh, the, the game before. Yeah, agreed. It was, I mean, it was pretty clean. Um, pretty clean all around. And really, the only turnover they had was that brutal interception when they couldn't have it. Yeah, it was three sacks apiece um, for us and for them today. So uh, it's not too bad. No, not at all. All right, great. Let's put a number on this. What number are we going to give the um, passing game, Jack? I'm going to be slightly optimistic. I'm going to go for a six today. Yeah, I- I'm at a four. I, I think it's... You know, it's just – it's not NFL-level uh, throwing game. I think they only – I mean, they did complete 22 or 30, but what was it, 100, 140 yards or so? I mean, it's, it's, it's hovering at average to below average right now to me. With, with the Callaway moment, it's got to be a five. How about that, guys? Yeah, yeah I'll take a five. I think it's <laughs> – uh, I'm judging it on a six – out of 10 for a tie rod game. So, yeah, I, th- I think I can understand where Jake's coming from. If I was judging it purely on an NFL offense, oh, I'm definitely, I'm looking probably three or four. Um, but uh, I'm trying to be optimistic with tie rod. I know I've been a baker, 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 but uh, I'm trying to give him a little bit of string just to uh, hold him there. Yeah, and I thought, I thought tie rod was fine. I mean, he was, he was fine doing what they asked him to do. He, he was playing within the structure that they provided. Um, the only one that, you know, it was really crippling is that interception where he, you know, it was really all on him. He, he kind of saw the slant. He wanted to throw a sort of uh, short post slant and stared it down the whole way. He didn't – he kind of slid away from some immediate middle-of-the-field pressure and just stared it down. And Marcus Williams was free safety just watching his eyes the entire – it was really bad. Yeah, that's a really bad interception, but – you know, he's fine for the most part. He played a winnable game. I mean, he threw a late touchdown that could have won the game if you know, the time and the kicker had worked out. So, Yeah, and it obviously doesn't show up in the final stat sheet, really, but uh, there was obviously the two fumbles from Tyrod. They were recovered, but uh, it, it was risky. I did uh, try tweet a juggling gif uh, during the game, 
um, because Tyrod Taylor a couple of times. I don't know if he just wasn't securing the ball or what happened. I'd need to see the replay, but uh, he seems to be a bit loose with it. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it too. I know the one he fumbled and recovered down the middle of the field himself. Uh, he was holding it with one hand, and I didn't love that. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, so uh, running game, um, what are we going to give it out of 10? What did, the, what did their total line end up looking like? So, um, it was overall, it was 27 attempts for 93 yards and one touchdown. So, Hyde, 16 attempts, 43 yards. Tyrod, four attempts for 26 yards. Chubb, two attempts for 14 yards. Callaway, two attempts for seven yards. Duke Johnson, three attempts for three yards. I thought it was really poor, in all honesty. Every time I sort of saw him run, it was two yards. And I think we got three on a couple of attempts. And for me, I, I want more than that. Is If you're not running and you're not hitting the four yards, a first down or a touchdown, about 60% of the time, as Joe Thomas told us uh, last year, then uh, it's not good enough. And uh, it wasn't good enough. And it, it was just frustrating that understand they are able to load the box because we're running every time on first and second down, but we've got to be able to do more with it if we're going to justify running the ball. <clears throat> yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. They didn't run it well enough. I don't think that they did, did, their, did their group enough favors in terms of finding the right situations to, um, to, to run it. I thought they were a little bit predictable and they ran against some, some loaded boxes, which just makes it, it just makes it so hard to be successful in the run game. But um, for the most part, it was pretty anemic. They didn't really establish much other than that stretch there in the second half where they established a little bit of rhythm. I, I'd give it a three if we're doing a one to ten scale, a three uh, on the high end, so maybe somewhat a four. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's just tough. It's tough when you don't have a threat of a quarterback who's going to really push the ball vertically. And it's not even just the quarterback. I don't like saying that. But an offense that's going to uh, scare you deception-wise, scare you schematically to drive the ball downfield, you're going to run. You're going to run against teams that don't. Pull. You know, so much of offensive football success is being able to manipulate a defense in terms of them not understanding whether a run or a pass is coming. And it was just too predictable uh, pretty often that, that, that Cleveland was going to uh, be running, uh, you know, in between the tackle box. I thought Chubb, uh, when he was on, looked good. I know he only had a uh, couple of touches. Yeah, he's going to be fine. He's going to be he's going to be their lead back someday. He's everyone wants to rush that process. I think he's going to be okay. I think they'll get him more and more carries. But um, yeah, he he's. I, I don't I don't really have much to say other than I think he'll be fine eventually. Right now, it's. It's, he's not providing that much of an upgrade, if an upgrade to Carlos Hyde. So, um, you know, for the rookie, I think he's going to be he's going to be a, a good running back eventually. There's no reason to really rush that, in my opinion. Right, me, Jack, what number? My, my Sorry, one Jack, feed, what number are you going to go with? Hold, hold on, my one feedback on uh, Chubb is that after the events of the last uh, day, I, I would much rather he was either Mike Kosecki or Cortland Sun, because my God, with could really do with another athletic receiver rather than having another running back. And I know he's good, but uh, what one of them would do in our offense would be uh, phenomenal. We're going three, though, for the running game. Three, because it was about as many yards as they got. Um, you've got to be more consistent in higher numbers if you're going to get more. So, uh, And I don't think it's on the running backs that much. <coughs> line. Just 
whenever there's a run, you, you always it was four, 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 five. It might have been more times I saw this. As soon as Treader snapped the ball, he was almost two yards back instantly. Um, I don't know if they were running him straight through. Uh, what was going wrong? But uh, I know it's hard to snap the ball and then put your hands up. But uh, he needs to do a bit better. Yeah, I'll have to watch. I, I didn't. I always struggle real time figuring out where issues are coming from. Uh, on the interior, I know Pro Football Focus will put out some answers for us, but I'll watch and I have a better feel on that film breakdown page later in the week. But uh, I don't expect too many of them to grade out high in the run game. Yeah, shame about uh, Duke Johnson. I thought um, could have got a touchdown. Sorry, could have got that. Um, could have got that fourth down, couldn't he? Yeah, I mean, the, the one where they kind of they, they looks like they just ran a simple dive. On fourth yeah. and one there, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel, I just don't feel like that's an effective use of, of Duke Johnson. I mean, I think you kind of put him on the perimeter and give him angles where he can erase angles and provide some cutback lanes and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. I just, this was a really weird call. I'd like to hear the reasoning for that call, actually. Yeah. I, I saw at least one snap in the game where Duke Johnson was coming out the slot. There might have been more, but uh, I got at least one in the whole game. Um, I wanted to see some more, but, uh, hey, you can't have it all your own way. I, I guess, Jack, I don't know, man. I, I, they've been saying that. They've been trying to say that. They've been having them do it in camp for years now. They just don't commit to it. So, you know, I, I, that's why I responded to you this morning with it because they don't, they don't do it. They just don't want to do it. I think he can be sort of a poor man's Tyreek Hill and run jet sweeps and a whole bunch of different stuff, but they don't use them that way. It's really, it's really frustrating. All right, everyone happy to move on? Yeah, that's fine. Let's talk about uh, the uh, defense. Uh, passing defense first. So, Drew Brees, 35 attempts, 28 completions for 243 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. They, they were fine. I, I think that they were, they, they, they would agree above average. They obviously didn't make a ton of plays on, on the throws. Denzel Ward had a little bit of a fall back down to earth uh, in a way, which is going to happen. Rookies are going to be up and down. There's, no, there's nothing against him, but Mike Thomas kind of got the best of them in a couple situations. Um, but they, they're really excelling at creating turnovers when the ball carrier has the football. So, <coughs> excuse me, I think that that'll be a big part of who they are. They're going to be fine. I thought I'd give them a six or a seven. They really didn't create a ton of interceptions, but, but New Orleans focuses so well on the, on the short side of the field. It's really hard to, to have a, a high incompletion rate when your quarterback gets the ball out of his hands so quick. So they tried to do a really good job of keeping everything in front of them. And other than a play where the ball was thrown to, I think it was Ginn was behind Demarius Randall early in the game. They, they really kept everything in front of them. So they were, they were good to me. They were fine. They kept, kept Drew Brees under 250 is good. Yeah, I thought uh, Randall, Ward, Mitchell, Carey all had great games. Well, good games, good to great games. Maybe not great, but good. Yeah, they're fine. Six or seven to me is, is about good. You're good enough to win, I'll say that much. I was impressed because um, it's always a risky strategy of going for the uh, forced fumble each time someone catches a ball, but uh, it did seem to work. We got two fumbles, uh, I believe, both in the first half, and that puts your offense in great positions to go and do something. Whether they actually managed to capitalise on that is a whole other thing, but 
they did a good job because it is probably one of the most potent offenses in the NFL. So, uh, no, they uh, shut down a lot of the passing game to what it could have been. It, it wouldn't have surprised me coming into today if Drew Brees easily got 400 yards. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm more than happy with the outcome. So, I think, yeah, let's be optimistic. Give them a seven. Yeah, I think I think they played Jabril close to the box a lot. I want to see his total stat numbers in terms of snaps, but it's pretty clear he's comfortable there. Thought he played well. Thought he looks like an NFL safety, which is good to see. Great. Uh, running defense? Real, I mean, really good. Yeah, what were the numbers there? So the numbers were 23 attempts for 62 yards and zero touchdowns. So Kamara, 13 attempts, 46 yards. Mike Gillissi? Gil- yeah, there you go. Uh, eight attempts, 18 yards. Drew Brees, one attempt for minus one yards. And Jonathan Will- Williams, one attempt for minus one yard as well. No, they were elite. I think that they're nine or ten. That, that's good enough to win every week out. So, um, Dr. Von Coley played better in my first watch. Thought, uh, obviously, Larry Ogunjobi was effective on the run game and throwing the game. But the linebacking play, the run fits were good. Um, 62 yards in an NFL game is really special. I think they did an absolute excellent job. They shut it down. It it caused us issues last week. Um, Obviously, I'm not sure if it's just New Orleans are having all sorts of trouble with their run game. They don't like any of their running backs. Um, Maybe that will change when Ingram comes back. But um, no, I was more than happy with it. I think I'll happily give them a nine. Um, I thought Ogunjobi was brilliant today. Um, he just seemed to cause all sorts of carnage in the middle. Um, if we can find someone to partner alongside him long term, that front four could be something special. Yeah, absolutely. Agree, mate. He looked great today. Yeah, he was he was disruptive. I'm sure we're going to talk past uh, you know pass rush as well, but um, yeah, I mean. Any anytime you can get interior pass rush that changes, uh, you know, line of sight for quarterbacks, that's the most disruptive pressure you can get. And you know, and you ask any quarterback which pressure they hate more, interior or edge pressure, and it's always going to be interior. So he was effective. He should have had three sacks. Third sack was nullified by that penalty I mentioned earlier, the illegal contact, which was pretty bogus. So um, yeah, special special day for him. Yeah, I thought. Um... Uh, Miles Garrett was uh, not as lively as the first game. Yeah, he was. He was held in check. I thought they got the ball out quick, which helped with that. But they they gave some extra blockers. They gave a chip here and there. Um, just sort of a, you know, good enough effort. I think that when you focus a lot on Miles Garrett, that leaves guys like Larry Ogunjobi an opportunity to defeat one on one. So that was good. Jack, anything you want to say on that, mate? No, I th- I, th- I think that's covered it. I th- thought. The D-line had a great game. Um, Obviously, they weren't able to get the same amount of sacks they got and things against um, Big Ben. But also, Drew Brees is up there with some of the top in the league for getting that ball out insanely quick. And uh, if you're going to throw the ball that quick, there's not much you can do. Um, Garrett, yeah, he was the only uh, sack last week that did it in over two seconds, under two seconds. But... um, even that time, Drew Brees has already let the ball go. So, uh, it's one of them. Okay, great. Let's let's talk specials team. What's what's everyone's views on the specials team? Uh, just not good enough to win football games. They 
they obviously had Zane struggle. She felt like Zane cost him a game. It's pretty there's there's fact to that, but uh, you know they're not good enough in the kick return game. They gave up a long kick return on a ball brought out from about eight yards deep in the end zone. It's just it's very very poor right now, and uh, you know a team that's fighting to win football games as it is with you know an, an average at best offense. They can't have a group of special teams that are underperforming the way they're underperforming. And I didn't think Britton Colquitt was all that great either today as a punter. So um, not good. Not, not going to win games through that side of, of the three phases. And I do think, guys, I do think they're going to they're gonna bring in a new kicker. Um, I, I don't see how Zane recovers from this mentally. Um, oh, uh, you know, so that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, with all the kicker trouble in the league um, today, it's been several teams have had issues. I'm wondering if Dan Bailey is going to be competing with Khalil Mack for that uh, monster contract. Surely he's got to be asking for twenty million uh, a year after uh, what's happened today. Yeah, I'm just not sure with Dan Bailey. I mean, he was let go. You think anybody who's an above average to good kicker would have been picked up by these teams? So I'm not entirely sold on who Dan Bailey is anymore. So that'll be uh, interesting to see. But I'm sure they'll, they'll bring him in for a workout. They'll probably bring Ross back as well for a workout, see how they feel about, you know, replacing Zane. Because I don't, I don't think you – I really don't think you want to put Zane out in front of that Cleveland fan base on, on Thursday, this quick turnaround. Because, you know, it's, uh, it's hostile. And shouldn't he miss another one at home? I, I, don't, I mean, I just would – I would fear for the kid. Do you think um, they will make a replacement before Thursday then? I just, it's just a hunch. I, I could be wrong, but it was like an all-time bad NFL performance from him. I mean, giving up eight points, missing two PATs. It was just very under the microscope for a team that's – everything's under the microscope anyway. So my hunch is that they will replace him. Maybe, maybe they won't. I don't know because it's a short week and they don't get the traditional amount of turnaround time to, to have kickers in and try them out. But my, my – my gut instinct is that they're going to try to get somebody else in for, for, uh, for Thursday. Um, I think uh, Dorsey will have already rung people and there will be players arriving tomorrow to try out. Um, and I think it will happen that quick. Yeah, you, you could absolutely be right. You think Ross Martin will just be on the first, the first person they call or you think, is he good enough? No, Ross Martin competed with Zane all the way up until close to the end of, of camp. So, yeah, I think I think that he would be the most logical answer. He's already familiar with the franchise. He's obviously been in Berea a good amount. They're going to bring him in and give him a shot. That's the logical, like I said, the logical answer for a quick turnaround like this. It wouldn't surprise me if Dan Bailey and Des Bryant are on the same plane. Over. No, nothing. Guys, we're to the point where they just released Josh Gordon on a Saturday night, and, like, nothing would surprise me anymore. It is – I always call this the twilight zone. <laughs> Like they're at the point where nothing, nothing would, nothing they do, uh, could even remotely surprise me anymore. It's just the the the, the league's best soap opera. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, last question, uh, Josh Gordon. Do you think? Um... Hold on, hold on. We've got to score this special teams. Oh, we must score a special team, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to have first go. I'm going to go just because I don't blame him for the second field goal because, what was it, 52 yards. So I'm not expecting that. So I'm going to go first time we've scored special teams. I'm going to go minus five. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go minus as long as you can allow me to go. Excuse me, as long as you can allow me to go. It's just they they don't look like a professional group. They relate. They replace longtime special teams coordinator Tabor with uh, guy's name is not Golf. I haven't seen a group of you know whether it's punt punt return. I guess the punt return has been decent. That's the only team I feel like has been fine. Kick return has been below average. Every other grouping has been pretty poor. Um, yeah, I mean, minus 10, minus, minus 15, I don't, I don't know. Whatever is, is bad, you guys will allow it to go. Uh, I'm going to go minus five because that was the amount of points Zane lost that I'm going to blame him for. I'm not blaming him for the final uh, field goal, but uh, I'm going to go minus five because your mate Paul lost us the game. Well... I'm very upset, Jack. <laughs> Mate, one bad performance and everyone's got his head. It's, okay. it's, it's how it is. It's tough. I mean, the NFL is so cutthroat with that stuff. And Zane was, you know, he didn't do anything wrong week one, but he certainly hasn't been as consistent as you would hope for he, him to be. I don't know. If they keep him, they keep him. I don't care. But, man, it's such a mental game position. And for him to – to kind of on the national scene there, embarrass himself, and you know it's 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 hard. I, I don't want to bury the guy. I hope he can bounce back and have a career. Maybe here, I don't know, but um, I, I I don't know where that one goes. And maybe to Canada, hey? Yeah, it could be. All right, look, we're gonna give it a zero out of ten. Okay, we're not having minuses, Jack. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm uploading the pod. It's minus five. Deal with it. Right, I'm going to be editing it during the night. It's going to be zero, okay? Um, all right, great. Jack, anything else you want to cover? No, that's it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Jake. Um, I found your, um, what is it? Browns mock, uh, what is the name of it? The podcasts. Um, oh. I really them. Yeah, it's Browns Film. And so it's just what, uh, what I do with the film study is Browns Film Breakdown and then just podcasts. The Browns Film Breakdown podcast. Oh, oh excellent! Different Browns ones. That I'm, I'm getting confused in the names, but guys, if you aren't following it on Twitter, on YouTube, make sure you go out and find it. It's fantastic breakdowns of all the different plays. It gets good guests on. Um, really worth uh, everyone making themselves a little bit smarter. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jake. I know you like to break down the tape, and this is a little bit different. This is off the cuff conversation after the game first thoughts thank you very much hey thanks for having me Doug. anytime you need me no worries go Browns change is coming change with the kicker maybe Come uh-huh.